Wayne and Andrew. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. This is Wayne. I am Andrew. It is super exciting to talk to you guys in the evening. We are recording on Monday night, if you can believe it. Uh, yeah. I, and, it, it, you know, it's so weird, you know, being, one, fully awake, and uh, two, fully closed, recording with you guys. <laughs> and it's three, just, sober. Like, I'm... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, I can't. I, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm two margaritas in, man. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, other than the sober, speak for yourself on all the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's nice. It's nice talking to you guys. You know, when I'm when I'm feeling a little bit more mossy. You know, <laughs> mossy, you know I, what uh, what makes you feel mossy? Well, you know, you just you've had you've had time for for things to 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 you know become green and you know it, it's springtime. You know, and mm. you know, just yeah, mossy. Okay, mm. so I'm saying good, good explanation. No, I'm always happy to help. Yeah. Green, Andrew. Green. <laughs> Super green. Well, like my margarita. Just <laughs> that, that's the boss. <laughs> you know, before we, you know, I'm going to go off script already. Oh, Lord. Of course you are, Paul. Of because, course. Because that's your brand. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, before we get into our, our topics at hand today, uh, the I, I just wanted to share the current Fantastic Four movie rumor news. Okay. Um. Because, you know, my brother, I don't know, my brother, he has a full-time job, but he seems to get, <laughs> he seems to spend a lot of time in, in movie news and rumors. Um, and so, you know, just like Paul tells you the news, my brother tells me the news. And uh, he has recently informed me that it seems pretty certain that Adam Driver will be our Mr. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I saw something about that. Yeah. But I'd also like to point out, this is your same brother who helped us earn a cease and desist back in the early days. (laughs) But you know what? Because he got the actual (laughs) freaking script from G.I. Joe somehow. (laughs) My brother cruises the dark web. I mean, Adam Driver seems awfully built and awfully young to be Mr. Fantastic. I think Adam Driver's 40-something. Is he? I think. Maybe. I don't think he's that young. He doesn't look that. Well, to me, he does not look 40, I guess. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to pull away and be confused about who Adam Driver is. <laughs> Adam Driver is exactly 39. Well, I shouldn't say exactly. Adam Driver, it's not his birthday today. Adam Driver <laughs> is 39. Yeah, so, I, did I don't not, know how I, 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 I feel about that. You know, I, I like Adam Driver. Um, I recently saw The Last Duel, uh, and, and this kind of leads into our, our first actual uh, agenda topic, which is our, our, what we're watching. Um, I watched that movie, The Last Duel. I think it's on HBO Max. Yeah, um, it's written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. It's got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Adam Driver and Jodie Comer, um, and it's actually a real and it's directed by Ridley Scott. It's actually really I enjoyed it, but anyway, I bring it up because of Adam Driver, and I, I actually really liked him in that. Um, and I, you know, I mean, he's fine as Kylo Ren. He, no. He's really needed to be angry. <laughs> um, that is the only thing I've seen him as is Kylo Ren. So I need to see him in something that shows me that he actually can act. I think last duel, you'll see a different side of him. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in a bunch of comedies. Um, well, he was in the but, one the other day. Was it, was it, was it 32, 32 million of the sci-fi one where he crash lands on earth? 65, 65. Yeah, 65. I want to see that, it, but I heard it was good. Yeah. I yeah, actually do want to see that too. Isn't 65 streaming right now? I seem to, I think it's page uh, streaming. Okay. Let's go I watch think, it right like now. On demand. I knew I saw it on something. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I think you can pay for it. It looks it looks fun. I mean, it's, you know, 
fight. It's super, you know, like a sci-fi with dinosaurs. Well, you um, can't beat that. No, no. Yeah. Um, but you know, Adam, I, I think one of the, my only issue with it isn't so much the casting of Adam Driver. I actually think he could probably pull off Reed Richards because he's fucking awkward, just like I would imagine Reed <laughs> Richards would be. Um, but I'm, I think I'm just sick of seeing Adam Driver's face everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a little Adam Drivered out. You know, the the problem is, is that you know they gave us the Reed Richards from the. Doctor Strange movie? Is that what it was from? Yeah, with John Krasinski. Yeah, yeah and, and I I really liked that. And yeah. I just have been really hoping that that's the way they would go. Yeah, Same. because he was perfect. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And I just like John Krasinski. Yeah, I don't know why they... I mean, I don't know if that was on Marvel or on John Krasinski. Yeah. That was like... You know, that it, it just didn't come to fruition beyond that fun little cameo. Yeah. Sure was fun. I enjoyed that. Mm. Well, I, I uh, have uh, watched some streaming lately. Like I finished the Night Agent the other night, and oh, yeah. I don't know if you, you guys are familiar with that, but it's a, a spy thriller thing uh, on Netflix. Super fun. Really enjoyed the heck out of that. And what I enjoyed so much about it, beyond the, I, I really liked the chemistry between the the two main actors, but the two two of the bad guys who are. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to use the uh, the gender appropriate term hit people uh, because it was a man and a woman. So, you know, hit man, not an appropriate term. You know, just trying to you know keep it, keep it real, guys. But uh, <laughs> I loved how much time we spent with them and how how much they built up their characters. Uh, it was almost like, could we get a spinoff of these two guys? Because I really like them. Uh, I, I is just really fantastic. So if you haven't seen The Night Agent, I really recommend it. Mm. And I watched Code 8 over the weekend, and uh, that's streaming on Prime? No, maybe that's, that's the, Netflix. Uh, I think that's Netflix. I think that's it's Netflix, That's the ML too. Brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was telling my wife about it. You know, it's, you know, essentially it's a world in which superheroes or people with superpowers have been around since the 1950s, but they're regarded as uh, a minority class. They are wildly disenfranchised. Uh, they you know, strongly discriminated against. And so, you know, of course, uh, the only jobs they can get are the jobs that they're not supposed to have. And mm. uh, it's it's really very good. But I was explaining this to my wife and she's like, now, who's Stephen Amell again? And I'm like, he's the guy who uh, wouldn't touch Paul and I when we got our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, hover hands. OK, <laughs> hover hands. <laughs> that's a Oh, that That's is right. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's knocking point arrow guy, knocking point uh, wine guy. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I um, I have not seen Code Eight yet, but I've, it's good. I've, I've, it's I good. think they, I believe they're making a sequel to it. It, it needs a joke or two. It is super dark, you know, super mm. depressing. Uh, but I, I really rather liked it. I thought it was going to be, you know, like, ooh, you know, Stephen Amell, Robbie Amell. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm going to give it a shot. And then, it, you know, surprised me. And I guess, you know, going in with low expectations uh, certainly helped it. But it was good. It just, you know, is just super dark. Nobody smiles. Nobody laughs. It's just all for serious. You know, we're doing some serious shit here, guys. Um, <laughs> so I watched a show like that that was uh, it was depressing, but so incredibly good. Uh it was called uh, either Solo or Solos, uh, but it's on, I think it's on Amazon. 
and it is a sci-fi show that is oh yeah i think it's on do you, is it apple plus no because i don't do apple okay <laughs> no, it's on prime <laughs> you're right i shouldn't yeah, no. uh, i used the word apple in front of wayne fuck yeah, you no. paul <laughs> <laughs> now it's on prime but each the thing that makes it really cool it is uh the narrator of it is morgan freeman Every episode is one actor or actress that is the focus of it, and it's ex- exploring something about humanity and being alive, and it is generally depressing as hell. And the But the names they have for this, Helen Mirren, Anthony Mackie, Anne Hathaway, like Morgan Freeman, these are all huge names that then get an entire episode where they are the only star. It is the story will be focused entirely on them. The show was really good. Uh, But yeah, I was sick last week, so I watched a bunch of stuff. (laughs) I watched uh, the new season of Picard. Yes. I watched. uh, Oh, Ark. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, That is a sci fi one on Peacock that uh, basically it's a ship that has left Earth to colonize another planet. But there is an accident of some sort. And all of the senior crew are killed. So everyone left is the like the third engineer or somebody way down on the totem pole that has to now run the ship. Huh. It, it was actually really good. It's, uh, they have greenlit a second season, thankfully, because the first season's wrapped up. I've not Th- heard of this at all. Thankfully, all of the shows I'm watching right now have all seemed to wrap up for the moment. Yeah, I'm well, kind of in a similar place, right? Uh, other than, I mean, other than uh, Ted Lasso, um, I'm watching Ted Lasso in succession, but those are both in their final seasons. Um, the show I thought you were talking about, Wayne, is a show called Silo, and that's on Apple Plus. Ah, hmm. uh, you know, yeah, there's now, a new this movie. one. This one they call it the solo thing is because it is a single actor or actress for each episode, and that makes sense. You know, there's a new movie on Apple Plus for for you all who do. Subscribe to Apple Plus. Um, it's called Ghosted, and it's got Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, and uh, it's like a like a romantic action movie, kind of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of thing. Um, and apparently features a ton of well, I shouldn't say a ton, but it features a number of Marvel cameos because um, Chris Evans apparently called in a bunch of favors, and so it apparently features a number of Marvel stars cameoing in the movie as well. I have yet to see it, but I will see it. And I will report back. Um, you know what I what I have seen recently is the new show Citadel. Um, it's on Prime. It's a it's a new Prime show. Um, it just started last week, and it's it's kind of comic adjacent in that it is produced by Anthony and Joe Russo. Uh, you know the the directors of Avengers Endgame and Civil War and and those types of things. And um, it's it's a spy thriller kind of thing. Spies who have lost their memory, but you know, they're being hunted kind of thing. Um, it features Richard Madden from Eternals. Um, also features Priyanka Chopra, who I, I wasn't too familiar with before this, even though she's been in some other stuff I've seen, other than the fact that she's married to Nick Jonas. Um, but apparently she was also in the most recent Matrix movie. Also features Stanley Tucci. Uh, I just I feel like what you just hinted at is that you monitor the uh, the dating sta- status, marital <laughs> status of, of Nick Jonas, Paul. 
I guess something that you're I always do. keeping an eye on. I do. This is information. We monitor important that the ball. Jen is literally downstairs watching the Met Gala streaming on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> these are the things we care about in this household, Aaron. I, I see. I see. But Citadel. Um. So the, it's it's one of those shows that they they they're going to release new episodes weekly. I guess. I, I I'm sorry. I I'm I'm gonna I gotta stop you for a second. Is Nick Jonas on Jen's list? I don't know. I would uh-huh. think not. Uh huh. You're you're afraid to ask, aren't you? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess <laughs> I am. That's why she ke- she monitors and has you invested in knowing <laughs> this information. Because yeah, exactly. if he becomes available, it's single said, time. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe you should know her list just to be safe. Yeah, I think it's important to know the list. <laughs> so who's on Suzanne's list, Aaron? Oh, Nick it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of wives, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, as we've been watching a, a, an oldie but a goodie. I, I've never seen it before. It's, uh, you know, been out for a long time. Lucifer uh, started in 2016 with Tom Ellis, Lauren uh, German. We are on season two right now, and uh, that is what the wife and I have been streaming lately. Just people really enjoy people that, show. that show. That show yeah, was I, really good. I haven't watched the like the last season or so of it. Yeah, but everything up to that was great, and. I remember being so excited at the random cameo that oh, yeah. he did in uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I thought you were about to have the random cameos that show up in Lucifer because there's been there's oh been there's a, a lot of those too. There's but... a bunch of those so far. Um, but but yeah, it's you know I've always heard good things about it as well. And uh, we'd finished watching the the Peacock streaming sh- series Ghost, or we caught up through the season, uh, and we're looking for something else and decided to finally watch. It. I think we're both enjoying it quite a bit. So. Dear listener, you now have a ton of stuff to watch. Um, I, I, I like Citadel. I recommend it. But, well, but you got to be careful about how much you consume right now, because while there is a wealth of, in, of stuff out there, <laughs> yeah. you know, as, as we look at the clock right now, we are less than six hours from writer's strike. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's all going to be reality uh, programming for, you know, yeah. a while. So, I mean, honestly, maybe we I can go ahead. I say, honestly, I don't watch shows as they come out anyway, and I am so backlogged on shows that it'll be a little while before it actually impacts me. I mean, that is a huge difference between 2007 and now is the wealth of streaming stuff that I've never seen and want to see that exists now compared to 2007. Mm -hmm. Well, plus everything that's already written in in production is it just won't. we'll, We'll still continue production. It just won't have rewrites or the director will figure it out kind of thing. Well, yeah. and, and you know what we call that, Paul? Star yeah. Trek Five. That's yeah, what we exactly. call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also depends, you know, what other unions might strike with the writers, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, Hollywood appears to be a pretty union town from my, you know, vantage point. Uh, so it's distinctly possible other unions are going to strike as well. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. You know, one of the things that's in production right now, speaking of streaming, is there's a new Alien movie um, in production. Uh, currently, like actively filming, uh, directed by Fede Alvarez, who directed the uh, Evil Dead movie that came out, I guess, about 10 years ago. That was really fantastic. Um, he's directing a new Alien movie, and it's going to be uh, exclusive to Hulu, just like the most recent Predator movie was exclusive to Hulu. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, in the meantime, I can read the Alien comics that Marvel's putting out. I, I did Ooh. pick up Alien issue one this week. From Marvel Comics, hopeful that I would get the same level of quality 
and and storytelling and fun that I'm getting from the Predator book. Oh, I mean, Andrew read it with me. <laughs> I would say, because who was the artist on that Predator book? The artist on the Predator book was a man named Declan Shalvey, who is the writer yes. of this Alien book. I really wish maybe he was both writing and doing the art. Uh, I, I don't think I was underwhelmed really the book. No, I was underwhelmed by the art of the aliens, of the humans, uh, somewhat of the technology. Uh, but I kind of enjoy the story because, you know, there is no corporation quite as delightfully evil and diabolical as Wayland yutani And uh, so when they land a giant ship outside your research base on a frozen moon, I'm kind of interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, I actually, you know, this book... Um, I've always been more of a fan of the Predator movies than the Alien movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, I feel... Oh, I'm sorry. Kev Walker was the artist on Predator. That was I got it. that way wrong. You did. Yeah, sorry. Declan Shelby on. is also a great artist, um, but he was not the artist on Predator, so... I wish Kev Walker was doing the art. Yeah, me too. Um, but he's doing uh, he's doing Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. All right. But, uh, yeah, so the story on, in this Alien book is <clears throat> basically a, a family... That is mining a moon for for they're testing water. for ice. For test, yeah, they're, yeah, they're looking they're for potable or uh, possible water to help you know, fuel terraforming on other planets. Exactly. You know, as as we have expanded humans out onto other planets, the need for 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 potable water it grows because not all these planets come with that inherently. So they're mining for it, and so it's it's very much focused on this family, growing family. The the wife is pregnant, um, but. You know, they, they uncover under the ice a face hugger, and you know the, the word gets out, and Wayland Yutani shows up uh, as they do because they want these things. And I, I actually, you know, I think to your point, I don't think the art served the book very well, but I did like the story. Oh yeah, and no, I will I- probably continue with it. I mean, I think I, I, the the family element is something that I liked because that's not. Often what you see in stories like this, usually they usually just default to show the space Marines or the colonial Marines. Right. Um, so the fact that they went a different route with it, I, I found interesting. I uh, I really enjoyed the part where, you know, Waylon Yutani shows up at this base and the, the head scientist is, is like, you can't, you know, you're, you don't own us. What are you doing here? And he's like, well, actually... As a we do. Ago, we own you now. <laughs> we we bought the company that did that did uh, own the station, and now you're all part of the Waylon Utani family. Welcome. You're like, yeah. oh, that's so creepy <laughs> to say to a pregnant woman. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So Aaron, did you? I know you haven't read this book, but did you pick it up? I did. I did, and I just uh, haven't had a chance to read it yet. I'll be very curious your thoughts when you get to it, because I, I I enjoyed it. Again, it wasn't the the home run that the first issue of Predator was. And I did not, I think this is like the second Alien um, it series. Is. It is. I did not read the first one. I started the first one. I can't say I've finished it yet, but it was a very different take on it because as a, basically uh, a corporation, well, really, a government hired a group of synthetics to infiltrate an alien-infested world to recover the MacGuffin. Uh, so it's much more of kind of a military spy espionage type book up, up to the point I read through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out and trade. We'll see how this alien book goes, but I would say first issue pretty solid. And, you know, Marvel is doing some good things with these 20th century Fox properties between predator. I think we all enjoyed the first issue of planet of the apes. And now this new alien book. Yeah. Um, they're, 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 they're doing some good stuff with these properties. I don't know what other, properties fold into that acquisition 
um, that we haven't seen yet, but at least with these three, they've done a good job. Well, Paul, I'll read it tonight around midnight or 1 a.m., and I'll call you. Okay, and, you call uh, me. Let, let you, you know. Hey, call me too. Okay, I'll be up. okay. Yeah. Okay, I have. Look, like I, we'll do a, we'll do a little like, uh, a little group a little group call. A yeah. little three-way and, uh, call. Little yeah, three-way little, call. Little three-way. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, just just so you know, if anything bad happens to you <clears throat> after like <laughs> between the hours of like 10, 10 p.m. and like four thirty a.m. I'm not your guy to call. <laughs> my phone's on silent. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, <laughs> mine like, too. Sometimes I, I sometimes I think about that, and I'm like, you know, what if there's an actual emergency? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I had a friend who would invariably call me at like 9:45 at night <laughs> and would get me all spun up about something that something that she's pissed off about. <laughs> And then I couldn't get to sleep because, you know, I, I, I'm so, you know, she, she has annoyed me so much. And so she is the reason that uh, my, my phone is set to sleep between the hours of <laughs> 9 and 5 a.m. <laughs> she did it. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Her. <laughs> Why don't you ever answer my calls when I call anymore? I could, I, don't know, I guess Ooh. I didn't hear the phone. Ooh, my phone died. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm looking at 20th Century Fox properties that Marvel could mine for comic books. Uh-huh. Just putting this out there. They have... Um, the Die Hard series. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I need that as a comic book, Paul. You don't know Alien Nation. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. take Alien Nation as a as a as a comic book series. And that could be a really interesting comic series. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It would be a good way to bring it back. Um, yeah. The rights to V. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm looking at movie properties right now, but it's very possible. I always liked V more than Alien Nation. I liked V too. Yeah, I like. No, I always liked Alien Nation more than V, but I mean, I like them both. Same. Yeah, I mean they they could they could do a comic based on Dude Where's My Car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard. Or or perhaps Hot Shots or Young Guns or Wall Street. You can just have a Charlie Sheen trilogy <laughs> <laughs> of comics. Yeah. Mannequin. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna stop reading those and let's talk Mannequin. about <laughs> Mannequin. <laughs> well, just, just to clarify, uh, V is owned by Warner Brothers. So ah, okay. All right. So DC Comics, get on it. There you go. So, Aaron, this sure. week saw the conclusion, the final issue of Strange Academy Finals, which, you know, is very funny because it, it, it was very much advertised as the end, the end of the Strange Academy right. story. You know, um, we're wrapping things up. And then the very last sentence on the on the letters page says, look at our August solicitations for some possible surprises. This isn't a forever goodbye. And I'm like, oh, uh huh. I thought this was a forever goodbye, even though clearly if you read the book, it's not a forever yeah, goodbye. Yeah, they're definitely setting it up for the next thing. Yeah. So, Paul, uh, this final series of this, you know, quotes, first final. year uh, in the lives of the students of the Strange Academy, um, I had to go back and reread the entire run because uh, yeah. I only read the first issue in this six issue arc. Um and so I was like, well, I'm not just going to read the five. I'm going to read all six. And boy, I tell you what, it it strings together beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say the things that we always say when we talk about this book that, you know, Umberto Ramos is just killing it on the art and that Edgar Delgado is just coloring the life out of this book. I mean, because it is. I mean, every single issue in the entire run yeah. All volumes considered is just gorgeous. So I'm not going to say any of that. What I am going to say is that Scotty Young stitches together such an interesting story from 
all the way issue you know uh, one of this of this volume, but also all the prior volumes, and just really pulls it all together. And there are are pages in this story where he's just pulling those other stories that he's told to make them relevant to this final issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it's this is just an amazing tapestry that he has woven uh, through his narrative. And I got to tell you, you know, from the jump, my favorite character in Strange Academy was Doyle Dormammu. And who knew, who knew in issue one where we all thought Emily was going to be the lead character of this book, Uh uh that it was actually going to be Doyle Dormammu? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that Emily was going to be such a raging villain by the end of the (laughs) book. Yeah, no shit. I mean, and there is so much... and let's just stop for a moment and spoilers guys. Yeah. Uh, the cliffhanger on issue five is so perfect. It feels like a Joss Whedon story from Buffy, mm-hmm. right? Because the secret weapon that they deploy against Emily, you know, who has be who has adopted the aspect of the dread Dormammu. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's becoming more and more Dormammu like in her, you know, in her alliance, uh, with uh, the warlord of the dark domain, and who do they? What do they do? Is they deploy her parents, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh man, that's brilliant. And you get to the 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 first, I guess, two pages of issue six, the last page where that is resolved, yeah. and and you're like, oh man, this is so this is so wild. I mean, I just I loved every page of this book, and you know. There is they are gathered together in these last couple of issues to I'm sorry, in this last issue uh, to, you know, celebrate commencement. You're like, one year you get a commencement. Well, Brother Voodoo explains that, you know, unlike a more traditional uh, academy, we don't just uh, celebrate a commencement at the final year of the educational uh, uh, process. We do it. Each year to, you know, give thanks and recognition for all the work the student has done in that year. And I felt like what he wasn't saying is not all students make it, you know, yeah, yeah, not all students survive the experience. So we have to appreciate them while we can, uh, which is a little dark. Um, But I love this book. I I thought this was great. And I think when it ultimately moves into the MCU, I think this is going to make Disney a whole lot of money. I mean, it is yeah. it is so Hogwarts adjacent, uh, but in a really cool Marvel way. Uh, I dug it a lot. Yeah, I thought this was great. Um, yeah, I, it's strange. I mean, I've loved it since the beginning. Uh-huh. But I think one of the things I like about it is the same thing I liked about Wolverine and the X Men. And we, I, I just yes, we, 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 we we compared these two books um, when it first started as well. Um, in that, in because you're dealing with characters that are new and created for the book, just kind of loosely connected. To the Marvel, you know, icons, you're able to get actual character growth. You're able to, you know, have full stories. You know, all of the all of the main characters have an arc. Yeah. Um. You know, some of them go down a dark path and 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 come back from it. <laughs> some of them don't. You know, some of them don't come back from the dark path, and 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 some characters do pass away. You know, throughout the the school year. So I I think that's something you don't see in comic books and. You know, like you said, Harry, very Harry Potter asking that. Yeah, like okay, yeah, we 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 we've seen these characters grow over these twenty four issues in their first year of school, and I'm hopeful that 
you know, their, their reference to a second volume or, you know, to something in the August solicits. I do want to see a second volume. I want to see, you know, they, they leave this story. This first year is resolved, but there is certainly Emily still out there and she's not particularly on the side of right yet. Right. Um, so I would love to see that story continue. I want to see, you know, a, a volume two, you know, the second year students, you know, this sets up for second year students coming in. So I'm, I'm hopeful we'll, we will see this with the same creative team because as much as this book is dependent on, on the writing of Scotty Young, the, the art by Umberto Ramos is he has drawn all 24 issues and I can't imagine them bringing in someone that, and someone different or, or someone yeah. with a completely different style. Yeah. Someone yeah. good. <laughs> no hush wayne we like umberto ramos in this house that's right that's after right. two would, yeah after 24 issues it's hard to imagine uh anyone else trying to draw it yeah, yeah. it's just it's such a well-done book it's such a well-done book so i'm sorry to see sad to see it go uh same. but looking forward to to seeing what's next and hopefully it keeps up the same level of quality but but you know as one thing ends another thing begins and we I think some of us read issue 2 of Doctor Strange. I think all of us read issue <gasps> 2 of Doctor Strange. Nice. I well yeah. you know I've been interested ever since Moon Knight showed up so Yeah, it was nice to see the Moon Knight come in. Are you yeah. still reading that Moon Knight book from the cuz the same writer Judd McKay? I go on uh, binges. I will not read it for quite a while and then I will hop over to my Marvel Unlimited and then read a whole bunch. So I'm not reading it a- as it comes out, but yeah, I'm I'm Keeping up close to current. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but back in the 80s, I always used to love the Doctor Stranger, Doctor Strange stories that focused on Nightmare in the uh, you know realm of Nightmare. Uh, it, I love seeing them return to it this time in a slightly different way. Yeah. When yeah. I think of Doctor Strange villains, I mean, Dormammu and Nightmare are the two that come to mind. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Mordu, right? Those are like the three big yeah. classic strange villains. Yeah, no, I, 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 same, you know, uh, Nightmare is, you know, one of those perennial Doctor Strange villains that, you know, you just expect to see him show up every now and again. And uh, what I, I always enjoy about Nightmare is we tend to bring a lot of the Steve Ditko design elements into the story when we do a Nightmare story. And I, I enjoyed seeing that interpretation of that sort of Nightmare space mm. uh, by by the artist here, you know, by uh, Pascal Ferry. Uh, and I thought, I thought he made it his own, you know, still, you know, kind of honored that, you know, crazy Ditko style, but, you know, made it his own. And I, and I, and I dug that. Paul, what do oh, you think? I like this issue. You know, um, one of the things, one as, as I think we talked about the backup feature in issue one, and I li- we liked the backup feature, but I'm glad it didn't have one in this issue because I don't need every issue to be a five dollar book right. for the backup feature. <laughs> um, so I appreciated that it, it's this. They're kind of telling, at least you know, I'm only two issues in, so I don't know if this is the theme that it's going to keep. But they're telling these done in one stories that still have a connective thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked the appearance of New Knight. I liked the I liked this done in one story. You know, they're they're trying to save. This child who they believe has been, you know, possessed by nightmare turns out it's something, something else. Um, the, the way the story was resolved, and I think this was maybe an artistic choice. Um, you know, the the artist definitely took some abstract um, art inspiration in Nightmare's realm, mm-hmm. and I will say the the defeat of the main villain. I, it took me a second to kind of figure out what was going on 
on that full page spread because then it turned the page and it's like, oh, it's everyone's happy now. I'm like, wait, right, hold on, what that seemed abrupt? <laughs> yeah, let me. What what happened? Especially because it's told via um, via narration, Clea's right? point of view. Yeah, yeah, from Clea's point of view in narration, and so you know the the ending impact just didn't land as much as I I would have liked. But overall, I did like the book. I like that Clea and Moon Knight have become friends. Yeah, where <laughs> Doctor Strange is not approved. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, ah, I don't know that. You know, the fact that you're friends with my wife makes it even more so that I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I love that he doesn't like Moon Knight. I thought yeah. that was a, that was a nice touch. Yeah, I, I for the me, dialogue was. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Wayne. I th- for me, the highlight of the book, though, was when they're fighting their own fears. Yeah, and then realize that they're the worst people to fight their own fears. Yeah, switch and up. switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Attend my fears, husband. Because that's what happens in a marriage, right? You you watch out for other person and help them when they can't help themselves. Uh, exactly. It was fantastic. Yeah, and that's what I'm loving about this is I like their relationship. I love seeing that they pick up where the other's weak, that they're there for each other. And while they may not actually be a good fit from a, you know, on the same page standpoint, they are what each other needs. Yeah. 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 I do, well, you know, two issues in, I still think I would have preferred this book to be called, you know, The Family Strange, Mr. and Mrs. Strange, something like that. Yeah. Stephen and Clea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Strangers. The Strangers. <laughs> I do love, well, I, I guess love might be the wrong word. I do appreciate the art on the, the page where they find Nightmare. And right behind him is the impaled bunny rabbit, yeah. kind of demonic-looking bunny <laughs> rabbit. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I can't stop staring our, at it. The one negative thing I'll say about the book, I don't. You know, we talked about it in the first. Issue. I am not digging these Adam, um, not Adam. What's his? What's the dude's name? Adam, Alec, Alex Ross. I'm oh, not digging these Alex terrible. Ross covers. Yeah, yeah the t- covers terrible. Which is a strange thing to say about Alex Ross, but it's yeah. the, it's the color palette that I don't care for. Yeah. 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 So. Well, Wayne and I read uh, Action Comics this week, uh, issue 1054 in the dawn of DC. Uh, Wayne, what'd you think? Honestly, I am so disappointed by how they're handling this Metallo story. They had me really excited for it, and they've just kind of deteriorated him to venom-spewing villain again when they were doing something far more interesting. I loved what they've done with like, you know, Jonathan Kent and the, uh, the, tw- the twins here, but mm-hmm. the actual main story I'm not happy with. I think I did on a previous episode mention my suspicion that the voice in his head was going to be cyborg Superman. Mm-hmm. And I do like that, but I hate the art. Oh, wow. I love the art. I think I, I have, think it's a gorgeous book. Or a gorgeous I have story. no problem with the art on Superman or on the kids or any of that. Although Jonathan's costume is really off color wise. Mm. But I hate the Metallo art every time we see him or his drones and how big and bulky the cyborg Superman is as well. I don't like that at all. But I, I like love it. the Superman art. I, I dig I, I hear what you're saying about the cyborg Superman, but I, I like how monstrous he appears. Um, you know, it seems like maybe maybe he's you know had some rough miles on him. Uh, I, I dig that. I, I'm I'm excited to see cyborg Superman, but I got to tell you that last panel on that last page of that story is 
really disturbing. You know, yeah, where bad things are about to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he has Metallo's sister uh, imprisoned, and you know, the last scene you see is you know uh, he you know lifts up his cyborg arm that has shifted into a buzzsaw. And he's like, uh, let's see of what use you can be, and uh, you know, I, I see bad things. Uh, the backup story has a young Jonathan Kent. Uh, you know, in, in a previously untold adventure. Um, and I, I won't go into this a whole lot other than, than to say I really like this story with Jonathan Kent. And I like the the uh, turn that it takes at the end of the story this week. You know, it's serialized, so we're going to see more of it next month. But, uh, you know, the, the woman that he thinks he's rescuing was actually using him to bait a trap. And I, I, I really like that turn. I have enjoyed the story, but I'm ready for it to wrap up. I'm ready for them to move on to a different story. Yeah. Now, I did not read the uh, I could not get into the steel story. The same uh, here. I, I tried really hard, but boy, I just didn't like it. I mean, I got a page or two in and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Now, I feel exactly the same way. Yeah, I want to like it. I like steel, but I yeah. just don't I love like steel. This presentation yeah. it's the it's the way it's drawn it's also i don't really care for some of the reimagining of steel's origin um you know since we've you know come over into this iteration of the dc universe um he just he doesn't feel he doesn't feel like john henry irons to me and um i i would i would prefer that if they're not going to you know continue him as you know he was originally uh, visualized back in the nineties. Let's just not talk about his origin and, and tell more current stories. And I just, boy, I, I, I did not care for this book for, for this story. So, so two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. But you know, again, just give me a $4 book. Yeah. Without the backup features. And you know, again, I am liking the backup features. I, I, I haven't read this issue yet, but to your point, Wayne, that even the Lois and Clark backup feature by Dan Jurgens, I think one of the reasons we are ready for it to wrap up is because when you're only getting eight to ten pages of a story monthly, it's hard to stay in. yeah, yeah, it's like okay. I mean, it would have been a really good single issue, like full size yeah. single issue. Yeah, or you know, a second miniseries, you know, of full size comics probably would have been fine. But you know, when you're only getting you know bite sunk chunks and not even the full story, it definitely feels just a bit decompressed. Agreed. Hey, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, from DC Comics, we have the first issue of Mark Wade and Dan Moore's Shazam. 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 Uh, comes out. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I love me some Dan Moore art. I have not necessarily cared about the recent, cared much for Mark Wade's recent um, work with DC, but I'm, 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 I'm looking. I'm, I will definitely give this issue a shot. Um, also from DC Comics, we get Batman issue 135, which I believe is legacy issue 900 um so this is the concluding chapter of the batman of gotham oh that is Uh, such a good story i know we haven't talked about it much on the podcast but that story is so very good it is and next week apparently has a lot of surprises um apparently there's a lot planned for this conclusion so um, I'm very much looking forward to to reading that and talking about that issue on the podcast. Yeah, I understand like big surprises for the issue. I understand that one in twenty uh, 
comics sold uh, will get a special variant cover. And when you open the comic, you're hit with Joker gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Good thing we buy digital. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, also from DC Comics, we get the third issue of The Adventures of Superman, John Kent, you know, featuring the you know further story of John Kent in the Injustice universe. We've really been enjoying that. From IDW, we get the second issue of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Dog of War, featuring the Borgie. The, the Borgie. Borgie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 if, you, if you have not listened to our sister podcast, uh, Star Trek with Aaron and Polly, we talked about the first issue there, and we... Really liked it, so I'm actually looking forward to <laughs> really this. Really very entertaining. Yeah, it's a very entertaining comic. It's quite fun. Yeah. Um, and also next Saturday, uh, or this coming Saturday, uh, depending on when you listen to this podcast, on May the sixth is also Free Comic Book Day. Oh so wow! Make sure to hit your local comic store. They will feature, um, you know, a number of big comics, uh, including previews of upcoming big events. Um, some of them will be available digitally. In fact, I'm looking at the DC books will be available digitally, um, including the Dawn of DC Night Terrors free comic book day special edition, um, which features art by Chris Boccolo. Uh, and I think it's written by Joshua Williamson and, and some and somebody else like it and it's the big preview of their big summer crossover event good well 99 we, free 99 you know uh, free comic book day kind of snuck up on me this year yeah <laughs> crazy well we want to know what you thought about this week's books what books you're excited about for free comic book day give us a call 682-800-3494 that number once again 682-800-3494 if we use your voicemail on the show you could win a coveted valuable ideology of madness surprise you can also hit us up on social media i o m geek on facebook instagram or twitter and one thing i forgot to mention free comic book day usually means new marvel release guardians of the galaxy volume three also comes out this week in movie theaters yeah that also snuck up on me yeah Ah. yeah okay got 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 a movie to watch gotta go buy some tickets that's right All right, guys. Well, we will uh, talk to you all next time. All right. See you. Catch you then. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. (laughs) 